Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter on Revolver. No filter. Today's guest is Gabby Conti. Gabby, if you are unfamiliar with who she is, is a comedian, writer, host, storyteller, and author. And her book, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s, actually comes out on May 26th. It's been available for pre-order for a while now. Um, and I'm just, I'm so excited to have Gabby on. She's a writer for Cosmopolitan. She is so funny, so smart. And this episode is a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, we had a really, really good time chatting. Obviously, we talk about her book, um, the inspiration for her book, some stories she goes into in her book. We also talk about how she met her current boyfriend and why she credits an experiment she did with Cosmo uh, to meeting him. Uh, the question she she hates when guys ask just about relationships in general. She and her boyfriend actually moved in together very recently, like very soon before uh, Corona lockdown. And so we'll talk about how that's been and just a whole lot more advice for people who are single right now. And we just, it was a really fun conversation. Loved hearing Gabby's story. It's a great one. And I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here's Gabby Conti on episode 78 of Hashtag No Filter. Welcome, Gabby. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm as good as I can be. Right. I know. It's kind of, I feel like I should change that first question that I ask people these days. Well, before we actually, before we get into everything, how are you doing during the pandemic, during the Corona craziness? How's everything going? Um, Best I can. Um, I live with my boyfriend. We are a newer relationship. I mean, not like super new. Like I know some people that are actually moving in after a month of dating right. um and we were planning on moving in anyway on march 1st and and i did and then this happened so um i guess it's kind of affecting the relationship in the sense that we're, we're not able to really do what most couples get to do like the first year of dating right. um but we're but we're fine and we're we, it's i mean i'm very we're very grateful for this one-on-one time that we get with each other because we realize that later our lives will be crazy if right. we don't have this time right so we're trying to look at the positive side he's very easygoing which is good Amazing. for me because I'm a little I'm a little like crazy <laughs> me too so <laughs> yeah so he balances me out well and uh, yeah, I'm so happy that he's my quarantine buddy because yeah. it would be very different otherwise <laughs> it's so crazy so you guys just moved in March 1st yeah well we wow. ended up moving in earlier than that because we had did this thing for Cosmo where we went on we did four, uh, four different detoxes over the course of January right. and so we realized it made more sense 
sense if we're eating all the same food that we should be living together anyway and we had just come off like vacationing like holiday travel right so i started to move in then and then i ended up sublating subleasing my place as a friend needed a place to stay and so i ended up kind of moving in around january anyway so the march 1st the March 1st was kind of like, well, you can't go back to your place. If Got it. Work out. <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. That's like wild times though, because I feel like when you first move in with someone, I mean, it's, it's so fun, like that you have all this time together, but it's yeah. also nice to be able to go out and like, you can't go out right now. Like you can't go out. <laughs> no. And we, and we love to travel and love to just even like explore Los Angeles, you know, and be able to go places that are local day trips. And so, yeah, so you can't do any of that. It's a lot of takeout. It's a lot of cooking which we did so much cooking in January. I kind of wish we didn't do those right. detoxes then and did it now. Oh my um, gosh. So yeah. So, but at least you're quarantined though. together. That's, I mean, it's fun. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. okay. I, I feel for, I know some, yeah, friends that are and I feel bad for them. Oh no, for sure. It's, cra- it's so crazy. It's crazy. Um, okay. Yeah. So to reverse a tad, will you give everyone um, just a little background about who, for those who don't know who you are, who you are, kind of a little like synopsis of your life story, what you do, all the things. Sure. Great. Um, okay, so my name is Gabby Conti. Uh, I am a comedian, a writer, a host, a storyteller, and an author. Um, the whole dating world uh, for me and how I kind of got into it was that um, I was a serial monogamist until I was 24 years old and I was in a relationship with this guy who I thought I was going to like spend the rest of my life with. And I thought he was 35 and I was 24, which was much older than yeah. any guy I had ever dated before, but I was so sick of dating like, you know, college guys. Mm-hmm. I was like ready for a mature relationship. Mm-hmm. And I found out in nine, nine months into dating him that he was lying to me about his age and he was 45 the whole time and not 35. Oh. So wow. that kind of set, I just wrote about this in Cosmo, it's in the May issue, it's oh, also good. online, like the whole story. It's also a story in the book, but that was kind of like the spark that started making me write more about dating, doing more comedy, more sketch comedy, like all that kind of stuff. I started contributing to Hello Giggles. I later went on to contribute to um, Elite Daily, Pop Sugar, now Cosmopolitan. I currently write for them. And I started kind of coming up with this idea of this book, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s, because I had noticed that I was going on so many more dates than I ever had in my life. And Tinder had just came out after this breakup. And so I started working on this book, and uh, and then around the time where I started to turn thirty, I was like, I should probably publish this book yeah. about twenty guys you date in your twenties, and and that's how that happened. Um, and then I also got a little bit of attention um, because the way my book ends is that I thought I found the love of my life at twenty nine, right. and I uprooted my life in Los Angeles to move to New York to be with him, and I found out very quickly that it wasn't the right match, so I left him i moved in with my parents in connecticut at 31 years old wow. which was uh like I, I relate so hard to people that are quarantined with their parents mm-hmm. because i was there for four months and um and my parents are so strict so i was really never really allowed to leave even wow. though i was an adult so i relate to that a lot and i was like dating like 10 guys online like you know on like, yes. I was, like talking to 10 guys <laughs> at the time like but it was so funny because I would never FaceTime them because they didn't want my mom to walk in and my mom's really nosy. Right. So and they, they probably thought I was like catfishing them. But then when I finally moved to LA, I met a couple of them and it was kind of nice to actually have that time to get to know them before a first date. It made the first dates less awkward for sure. Absolutely. Um, wait, so you, so when did you move to LA? That or, or wait, How old are you first? I forget. I am, I'm about to turn, I'm 32 okay. right now. 
Okay. Um, so then, so that takes you back to, so 31 living with my parents Got and then it. I moved back to LA. I saved money. I knew LA was my home. All my friends are here. Like my network here is here for everything. Got it. So I moved back to LA the day before Valentine's day of oh. 2019 or 2000. And, yeah. 2019. Oh, just over so a year ago. Yes. Oh. And then I was out here and I was like mourning the breakup a little bit. I was going on a lot of dates. I started doing a thing on my Instagram, which you can still watch called Daily Date, okay. where I was posting like my before and after of dates and posting text messages from dates. And oh my God, I love it. And then, and then that's when I, my Cosmo, I was writing for Cosmo at the time. My editor was like, I love these videos. You, is there something you could do with it? And I was like, oh, uh, how about 30 dates in 30 days? And she's like, it's been done before. And uh-huh. So I was like 30 days in three days, like kind of as a joke. And right. she was like, is that possible? And I figured out it was, and I did it. And that's what got me a lot of attention and also a lot of haters. Like, I think there's this whole group of men that think I'm the worst because how dare I go on right. 30 days? Oh my God. Days. Wait, I have so many questions. First of all, I mean, I of knew course. about you and I knew, and we've talked before and like I knew, but I didn't know all these details. You, oh my God. I have so many questions. Okay. First, how did you do 30, wait, 30 dates in three days? Yes. How? That's right. So, and it was the weekend before uh, the 4th of July weekend. So it was like the last weekend in June. So basically what I did is I was on um, Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, a dating app I'm not supposed to say I'm on, uh, <laughs> and celebrities, and I got kicked off that dating app after this, and then I got back on. Oh. So I have those friend passes if anyone wants them. Oh. Um, <laughs> It's literally through that dating app. Um, so oh. I was on those dating apps and um, I had, so I got the assignment and uh, over like, the, I got the assignment the weekend before uh, the weekend I was supposed to go on the dates. Wow. So I was like going through, I was like matching, but I was still like literally thinking about guys that I saw potential in, guys that I would want to date. Like you weren't just picking anyone. No, I no. wasn't. If anything, the, the only thing that I think was different is that I was probably the one who was making the move and being like, if we were chatting and then we were texting, I was like, hey, you know, let's meet up. I'd love to meet up. Right. And I had to kind of tell guys, I was like, you know, I have this rule. I know it's weird where for first dates, I like to keep them to an hour because <laughs> I, if it's not working out, like I don't want to waste each other's time. And if the date's really well, then we could schedule a longer second date. Right. And a lot of guys seem to really like this. And it kind of helped me like schedule dates at like, eight o'clock in the morning on a Friday, like oh. for a breakfast date, which is actually really nice. Right. Um, but as I was going through and getting these matches by like Wednesday, and I'm supposed to start this thing on Friday, I only had about 15 confirmed dates for my own matching. Um, so I reached out, so I asked my editor if I could like put it out to have friends set up. And so she said that was fine. So half of my dates had no idea about this experiment and the other half did know because we were getting set up right so wow and that's what it was and so i had 30 dates lined up i had a couple of cancellations and flakes but like my editor said that counted i think in total i probably went on more like 22 dates but i attempted to go on the 30 dates oh Um, my gosh how did you uh, first of all how do you keep them all straight like how did you know who was who and what and the names and the oh my gosh it was it was hard because it was definitely felt a lot like deja vu yeah. um, because like I was like did I already tell this guy this like I had to like ask that a lot and I had to just, and it was just kind of too I was like I have a really bad memory like did I tell you this already like things like that right um I had a, and it is bad because you know what I do have such a type so I guess a lot of these guys kind of look like right um 
But I did have a spreadsheet for myself that uh, day one, I was like super organized, but by day two and day three, that spreadsheet kind of went out the window because <laughs> it was hard to update as yeah. these like, dates were coming in. But I started really organized because my friends joked, they're like, Gabby, if you do this and you go missing, there's like 30 suspects. So Seriously, I, like that's a hard I, case to solve. <laughs> right. So I kept an organized spreadsheet that my 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 really good friend was actually, good. actually lived across the hall for me. So I shared her on that. So she knew like their names and their numbers. But by day two and day three, like I really wasn't. And it was Friday too. Like Friday was like a slower date day. Right. But then like Saturday and Sunday, I was like nonstop from like 8 a.m. to like midnight. This it was just is like crazy. This is so, so wait, was your, well, first, wait, was this for Cosmo? I forgot which. Pop- yes, okay. Cosmo. So Co- on Cosmo, um, and I'll send you a link if you yeah. want. Um, you, can, you can read the editorial piece. Uh, on that's digital and you also can watch a video because I filmed myself before and after the date because I was doing that anyway and also I thought it was key for me to do that so I remembered so when I was right. writing the article I had accurate representations of what I was feeling oh my, before and after this the date. Is, I love this experiment okay so your current boyfriend was he one of those guys he wasn't one of those guys but I credit that experiment to me meeting him because oh. After that, I was very, I was still active on the dating apps. And I think what I learned from that is basically how to make the dating apps work, you know, like how, like what to look out for, what to swipe right on, what to not swipe right on, like how to see what guy is like worth your time and what guy isn't worth your time. Right. And I had also done another experiment for Cosmo where I swiped right on guys that didn't have the best profile pictures, oh. which is in, uh, that was the first print piece I ever wrote for Cosmo. Wow. And so my boyfriend had like some really good pictures, but also some like kind of weird pictures that in that past Gabby would have swiped left on. Oh. But I decided to like give him a chance. And I also kept the hour rule that I had said earlier. So on our first date, I was prepared to leave after an hour. Oh. But the date was going so well that, you know, I continued, we just continued to date. And then we went on three dates in three days after that. And that's oh. kind of how I knew. Wait, yeah. that's, this is so crazy. I, so you met him, what, you met him on Tinder or which app? On Bumble. Bumble. On Bumble. Oh yeah. My- Wow. Oh my God. This is so fun. Okay. So what, what, if you could give like one piece of advice for girls and guys that are on dating apps right now to kind of make the most out of it, to really like meet a good quality person, what would your advice be? I think the biggest thing is like to just be aware. I think we all have, and I have it too. We all have our like red flags and our deal breakers and our baggage. Yeah. And um, going into this, like, I knew that my baggage was, I had gotten out of a, a pretty serious relationship a year ago. I had trust issues. Like, I knew that going in. So I think that people tell you, and I know now probably, usually I, I say that people tell you their red flags on a very first date. Yeah. But now it seems like first dates aren't happening in person as soon. Right. They're probably, you're, they're still going to tell you the red flags or show you the red flags in their conversations with yes. you. So, for example, like, my ex, like, my, my, my no, sorry, ugh. My boyfriend, yeah. one of the first things we, he said to me was, I just got out of a long-term relationship. Okay. And that baggage or red flag or to some people a deal breaker was compatible with mine because I had also gotten out of a relationship. Right. So I think you, we just have to really be honest with ourselves when we're matching and we're talking to people to make sure that they will tell you like why. Because that's the other, I hate when guys ask, like, you're so pretty, like why are you oh, dating right, You know what I mean? Right. Like, but they will tell you why they're on the dating app. They will tell you why they're in their 30s or 20s and they're single. And it, it maybe maybe it comes from something in their picture, or maybe it comes from the way that they talk to you. And I think like you really should really be honest with yourself. And can you handle that? Because right. I think of some dates I went on in my 20s, 
which are in my book about how I went on a date with a guy in my 20s. And on the first date, I found out he had a foot fetish. And like, that just wasn't yeah. me, So when we say foot like, fetish, are we talking like he wants to like, like suck on the toes? Like, so that's what I had to find out. Yes. It, okay. it is actually just that he likes like sucking on toes. It's not like he doesn't like, for lack, he doesn't like you actually like have sex with your feet, which is like my biggest concern. Right. Well, I just feel like now is a really bad time to have a foot fetish because of Corona. Like you're literally yes. going to get Corona. Oh, and that's, and that's where the germs are, you right. know, on your shoes and on your feet. Intr- so was but, he like I mean, a red, he was like, it was a deal breaker from the start. I knew it was wrong. Like, cause I knew like if I put it in my head and I really thought about like, okay, is this a guy that I want to hook up with, even hook up with, like every time we're hooking up. <laughs> feet is gonna be on the table like does that turn me on am I comfortable with that do I have the budget to like have pedicures that often you know and do foot peels and like like, microdermabrasion on your feet yes like all these because I I got myself like a 70 dollar like one of those like spa pedicures where you have like new like I did that for like the time that I lost my virginity to this guy and like I should have put that in my head and like realized that like I had like going into this like really like I think I know that sometimes you shouldn't jump the gun in a relationship and you shouldn't think of your future but I think you should have some idea of hey what would a future look like with this person is he it's someone that I want to hook up with like long term date long term be friends with long term I think you kind of have to have an idea of that before you go on like a second or third date with someone otherwise like what's the point so when did he tell you like for this example when did he tell you that he had the foot fetish well so most girls probably would never know but I know because I'm, I'm also, I'm a journalist. I have a broadcast journalism major. I've been like writing for my school newspaper since I was in high school. Right. Like, you know, I, like, I'm very curious. I'm, I, so I found out on the first date oh. that he had a foot fetish because he had said something that like, he had asked, he said to me, he's like, oh, you know, I'm divorced. And I'm like, who isn't? Uh, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> so true. Like, like every, I feel like everyone got, like, who Every isn't? Yeah. Like, it's I'm just divorced. like everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, do you still talk to your ex? And he's like, well, no, not really, but it's funny, you know, we, we, we met up a couple of, of uh, we met up, with, uh, we caught up like recently and it was such a bummer because I found out that we actually were both into uh, kinky, like kinky stuff. Oh. And so I feel like most people would just be like, oh, that's nice. And like the conversation would keep going, but like I literally willed him to be like, what type of kinky stuff? 100% what, I would be the like, same way. I want to know all the details. Right. <laughs> And so I feel like most people, like, also, it's probably rude to ask when someone's like, oh, have you ever, like, to ask on a date, like, oh, you were divorced? Like, what's your ex like? Like, most people probably are taught to, like, be polite and, like, not ask those questions. But for me, I just, like, kind of wanted to get to the bottom. Right. No, that, it's so, oh, my God, you and I are so, well, because I do podcasting, you do write, I mean, I guess, right, and, I, right. and I do write as well, but I was somewhere, what, it must have been months ago, and I was talking to someone just, like, out and about, and they had said they had been divorced, and I was like, oh, so why'd you guys get divorced? Like, we just yeah. met, do, like, is that appropriate? No. <laughs> no, but, like, especially on a date, like, I feel like you should ask those questions, and now if you're, like, dating on digitally, like, ask those questions more than ever, because, right? like, why, like, why else? Um, yeah. Like, so funny. And I, and the crazy thing to me is that that the fact that they were married and they never knew about that he never told the star. You know, that like kind of fucked up a little bit. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Because I guess well, because there is a lot of shame attached to fetishes and cases, yeah. By the way, are two different things. And and I did some research in my book and I talked to people in those communities to kind of just like be more sensitive about it and to know more about yeah. it. But yeah, like people treat it like it's weird. 
um, it's just personally, it's not for me. Right. But I think that it's really important to have conversations with the people you're sleeping with in terms of like what turns them on, what doesn't turn them Absolutely. on. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So the so going back a bit to the serious boyfriend you had a while ago, he was 20 years, actually 20 years older than you, not 10. That It was 20 yes. years difference, right? So right. how long were you guys dating? We were dating for almost a year and we oh. were like, we had spent, I didn't live with him, but I was spending like all my weekends with him. I was going, like we were seeing each other like a lot. We were talking about, I was, I lived in at the time West LA, he lived in West Hollywood, yeah. which sounds close, but it's not, it's like hour in traffic. Right. So we were talking about like me moving in, like you were like talking about next steps, like, uh, and I knew, you know, it's like, and, and yeah, that's, it's just crazy. Like that's how long we were, it was a very serious relationship. He met. All of my friends, we met my family. Oh. Um, so how did you find met. out his real age? So um, basically what happened is we were in the routine of, this was like, I mean, this was a while ago, so yeah. before like really Roku. So right. there was a time where if you watched Netflix, you either like had the DVDs or you had <laughs> yes. the app and yep. you watched on your iPad, right? right? So we had the app and we had an iPad. So we watched on his iPad before falling asleep at night. And so he was in the bathroom and he was like, hey, can you pick out a movie? And I'm like, Sure. Um, and, uh, I opened up the iPad and it was passcode protected. So I was like, Hey, what is your, what's your passcode? And he yeah. said it was birthday. And I felt like a dick that this is my boyfriend who I was ready to take those next steps with. And I didn't know his birthday. Right. Like I kind of had an idea like of around when it was, but I didn't know like the exact date. And so his wallet was on the nightstand. So I pulled it out to look at his birthday on it. And then my eyes moved to the year Ooh. and the year at the time was 1965, which is like, <laughs> and I'm like really bad at math and dyslexic. So I had to use like the phone on my, like the, the calculator yeah. on my iPhone. And I like figured it out when I confronted him about it. Like immediately I was like holding his ID when he came out and he like first accused me of snooping and oh. then finally like, and then said that they made a mistake at the DMV, which I knew was a lie. Oh, geez. He's a former, former model, current narcissist, like he would get that fixed. And right. then finally, he admitted that, you know, he, he, oh, he thought he thought I knew, which was also crazy because I had thought we just celebrated his 36th birthday oh. and I made him a card with like 36 reasons why I loved him and he never was like, we need nine more. So it was just like this But whole... so what, so I'm interested, like super fucked up, but I'm also very interested, like why did he feel he couldn't tell you his real age? Because he was like, well, A, he was ashamed because like Hollywood is very much a very like, I don't think, I think he was like also lying to other people, like to other oh, people about okay. it. Like not, not his immediate circle, but when he was out and when he was dating, right. I think he was really insecure that he was a 45 year old and he had his age and he wasn't married yeah. or ever married. So I think that was part of it. Um, but uh, to me, he said that, because uh, I had asked him on our very first date before he kissed me, I asked him how old he was. So I, we had met out and about, and oh, I okay. didn't know how old he was. So I asked him, he was like 35, and I just like never questioned it again. Yeah. Um, but he was just worried, like, I guess he like, he's like, yeah, you know, I fell in love with you, and I was just worried yeah. that if I told you, you'd leave me, and like, which is like kind of true, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. Happened. I hear that. But I, I left more because of the, the lie, less because of the age. Oh, and of I course, think, right. I think had I known that he was 45 on our first date, again, it's like the baggage, it's the red flags, it's the whatever. Yeah. I think I probably wouldn't have pursued him as a boyfriend just because I don't, I personally don't think a 20-year age gap is fair to either person, right. you know? Right, Because you're not going to be on the same page about a lot of things. No, I mean, um, tw and it's, a 10 years fine, but 20 is a, right. 20 is a big jump. 
it's like two it's like two different generations yeah. it's just it's crazy i think right. it's way it's, it's just yeah it's not it didn't work for you right there. no that is so then the other guy you dated before your current boyfriend you guys broke up because you said it wasn't right was there something like um as much as you want to share but was there something specific oh, or you just it was a gut feeling well it was basically that i think i had gotten into that relationship because of the whole like you know i don't really have a biological clock uh, because right. my mother actually had me when she was in her like mid thirties. Oh, so okay. I never and got, and, but I found out later that was because my mom was married before my dad. And I found this out at 27 years oh, old. Okay. Got it. Um, so that's kind of why her, like her biological, like she just didn't really like, it was never like a, how she lived her life. And so I kind of always was like that. And while all my friends were like getting into their late twenties and were freaking out about like, Oh, should I freeze my eggs? Like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, like, and they were settling. Yeah. Um, and not saying my friends settled, but a lot of my friends were getting into relationships at the time when I was like 28, yeah. 29. And so I kind of was just like, I guess I had a part of like almost like des- desperation and like desire that I wanted to find a partner. And I met my ex and I think, you know, my ex and I were, I think really great friends and right. we worked really well together and we were very creative together and, and I, I respect the hell out of him, but he also had a lot I had growing up to do. He had growing up to do. And um, the way he treated me wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, and I think that I accepted it because of out of the, out of fear that I was like, I have to get married. This is my person. And mm-hmm. I think like is someone your person, if you're thinking about like, oh, is it my, like the whole best friend notion, I think is kind of interesting because you could be friends with someone who doesn't treat you really well and not be aware of it. True. And I think with him, I was like, oh, he's my best friend. If you get along so well. But I wasn't thinking like full picture. I'm like, well, you know, but a best friend should be supportive. A best like a best friend right. is the one who he was always sad. And if ever I was sad, he couldn't support me. Like, it, you know, and it was just like the emotional support I needed. He wasn't there. He wasn't willing to give. Got it. The relationship became very much about him. What made him happy. Yep. Uh, I mean, even down to the move. Like the fact that, you know, uh-huh. we moved to New York because he had a job opportunity. Uh, and I wanted to support his dreams right. and my, my LA dreams were being put on hold to yep. support his dreams and like not really realizing this, just being like, this is what you do when you're in love and not realizing it. Well, yeah, but if you're really in love, your partner is also making sacrifices Correct. for you compromise, and, I, and, yes. and there was no compromise. Yeah. I was making all the sacrifices in the relationship. And I started to realize I was like, this is not what I'm, this is not who I'm meant to be with. And it was kind of funny because my mom and I kind of like had this like realization with her. I'm like, oh, when my mom got married at 22, which was like basically the 29, 30 today, right? right? Yeah. Back then in the 70s. Yep. And my mom was divorced and my mom had to move in with her mom at the age of 24 or whatever. Like there's the same shame of that attached to why I was so resistant to get out of this relationship, live with my parents for a bit and figure yeah. it out. You had to like, I, like, you had to come to terms with it. Sorry. You had to come to terms with it and get comfortable with it. Like there was and get comfortable yeah. and, and realize it's not a failure and that relationships end and that I shouldn't be staying in a relationship where I am like un, unhappy. In. Right. And, but and so I many, kind of, and, and it's yeah. so many people do I've done, I mean, probably everyone's done it, but so many people stay because it's so much easier to stay. Like it's so well, much. It's, yeah. And especially after uprooting your life, right. like, I didn't even, I didn't even think that I could come back to Los Angeles. And then yeah. I had uh, my friends from LA were in town. Oh, this, this, the breakup happened the day before Thanksgiving. I, yeah. And, um, and my friends who were in town from LA were like, we went out to lunch and I was obviously a mess and they were like and I was like yeah you know I'm probably gonna be looking for apartments in the city and they're like what like they're like Gabby why would you like you know you can just come back to LA 
Like, why would you stay here? Yeah. Um, because it's not like there's more opportunities as like a writer, as a host, as you know, in New York. Like right. I had already established myself in LA. So, and I was like, oh yeah, I can just move back. And that was how that seed got planted. And, so, and then how soon into when you were living in LA, this, how, how soon into the last little over year when you met your current boyfriend? So um, I had broken up with my ex like around Thanksgiving. Uh, my boyfriend and I had our first date on September 5th. So oh, okay. it was like, I was like at nine, nine months. I think it was like nine months. Yeah. After the, after the breakup. And I did feel like, you know, going through the 30 dates in three days, I kind of felt like I learned what I wanted, yeah. what I needed, if I was ready. And there was just, and, I, and then I, I, you know, with him so immediately when we met, it just, it just clicked. It swerved. Right. And, I and you like, just oh, knew that. Dating's not, it's like, yeah, like relationships shouldn't be hard. It should be like, you should be both enhancing each other's life, which it, is such a new concept for me. Right, especially at the beginning of a relationship. Well, even, I mean, all throughout the relationship, but especially the yeah. first little while. Right, be. right. Like, no, absolutely. So, so like if you yeah. were, so you're not single right now, but if you were single right now, if you could put yourself in someone, you know, a single person's shoes, we're in this pandemic and like not able to go out, not able to really date, but so many people are doing, you know, FaceTime first dates and, or whatever it is. What are your thoughts on that? Like for single girls or guys right now that are maybe feeling lonely, they live alone. Like, are you all about the FaceTime first dates? And we'll be right back after this quick message. Back to the show. Uh, oh yeah, totally. And I, I did write, I wrote an article about this. Too, oh, about, like, and this was pre, pre-pandemic. Oh, on how to go on um how to go on skype first dates because i was actually asking guys to facetime me before we before we met in person oh and my thing from that is i think it's great i think it actually leads i think first dates are are awkward and weird and you and they ask you the same questions like what do you do for fun tell me about your relationship yeah. with your mom and it's like fucking it's mind-numbing i so hate I the that, small talk right <laughs> And so we're, we're at this point now where I think, it, yes, it does suck that we can't meet in person yeah. and don't break your quarantine to date me. And if a guy asks you to come over, like, don't come over. Right. He's a stranger. Also, you're in quarantine. Like, right. Don't do that. Right. But I will say, like, you know, I think really use this time to talk to guys and because and the, ones, the ones that are worth it, and you'll make connections with people. Yeah. You will. I mean, I, my best, one of my best friends who lives in London. He has been talking. He went on a, a first date pre-quarantine in yeah. London, and it was a magical first date. And they talked every single day uh, after, and FaceTimed every single day, yeah. and he like even fell fell in love with this girl. Oh. And and he and he lives with roommates. She lives by herself. So he made the leap. He's like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my quarantine here. I'm going to quarantine with her. I know I can't go back until the quarantine is lifted wow. because like because God forbid if anything happens, I can't infect my roommates. And, and so when I, so I talked about that he was asking me for advice and I was like, I think the thing you have to think is like, if this doesn't work out, can you like, you know, cohabitate with her because you're going to have to. Right. And he's like, and he's like, yeah, I could do that. And he's like, this is it. And uh, he just sent me a screenshot of them toasting to champagne for their one month. I mean, it's crazy. They've been dating for only one month oh. together. He's and they're doing well. There for, they're doing great. He's been there for almost a week. Oh. And so my. I think it's, I think things happen. I think love is still there. Just be open to it, you right. know? And there is something about not being able, I mean, as you know, people might want to go hook up and jump the person's bones, but there is something about not being able to be physical right now and just get right. to know someone. Right. And I would urge against also, if you're in these relationships, these quarantine relationships, 
and the person you're talking to only wants to talk to you late at night and only wants to yeah. like you know sext you which right. I had gotten into one of those back yeah. when I was with oh, yeah. my parents <laughs> like it's not like I mean just know that 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 when you when you finally meet that person you in your head might think oh my gosh this is going to be my boyfriend because like we've been you know we've already sexted right. But um, you're probably going to have sex when you finally see each other, and that's probably it. Because a guy that's only talking to you about that kind of stuff, that's probably all he wants in a sexual relationship. Right. He's not able to have a relationship relationship. Exactly. So just so I, know yeah. that and kind of go into it knowing that. But have fun right now if that's what you're, you know, do if your... that's what you want. <laughs> yeah, again, I think it's still, like, the same rules apply. I think the only difference right now is we can't leave our homes. So Correct. So I would urge people to use this time to realize that there are so many people out there because also the same thing too do you want to connect with someone during this if you're an optimist right do you want to connect with someone who's so negative about this like no because right. if they're negative about this how are they going to handle anything exactly like i mean it's seriously if i think couples that can make it through whether they're quarantined together or they're not and they're or if you can make it through a freaking pandemic you're good yeah <laughs> yeah like, well, I, I mean, I think my dad said to me, he's like, oh my gosh, can you imagine if you were with your ex during this? And I'm like, no, I can't, I wouldn't be like, right. we would, we would have broken up because. Right. Like, I, and yeah, I do we think right it's bringing other. some relationships to a head. Like if they're, if they, if they had underlying issues, like I do think this is going to bring a lot of clarity for so many reasons. Oh yeah, It's just, totally. it's wild. So, okay. When you were in, in regards to your book. So I, as you know, because we talked about this, I wrote a book. Yeah. Um, oh, it came out in 2015. So at the time, my ex at the time, you know, I was done with the book, but then he read the whole thing. Like how is it, how's your boyfriend when he reads about your, your past, you know, dating stories? Um, he is so cool about it. It's really funny because I also tell the stories. Um, uh, I, 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 I pre-quarantine was hosting a storytelling show monthly. Yeah. So I was telling the stories live. And like one of our like first dates, he came and he saw me perform a story about this guy I dated in college, the chapter, the guy who's better looking than you. And <laughs> he thought it was so like he loved the story. And um, that guy is still like in my friend group, my mutual friend group. Um, right. We haven't like, there's nothing romantic. He's like on his second wife. Like, yeah. you know, we're not like, um, and so, but my boyfriend was so funny because he's like, he like, he's like, oh my God, it's him. That's the guy. Like he like, he thinks That's my actors are like so celebrities in like a weird way. And, That's and the so two funny. of them like growed out and are like, are like, like they just like, they actually like like each other. Like, so <laughs> I love that. So all the guys, so, okay. So the 20 guys you dated in your twenties, all of them are. Yes true stories dates you went on like true guys stories yeah so the way the book is set up is there's 20 stories and i the 20 guys you date in your 20s i really think it's the 20 people you date or the 20 relationships okay. you get anytime in your life when you're single got it i'm obviously writing from the perspective as a as a straight female but you know right. i think it works because i've talked to like you know other friends about it and they're like it's relatable either way right so it's basically like things like yeah it comes down to almost like the obstacles or the insecurities you have in relationships like the guy who's better looking the guy yeah. who's cooler than you the guy who's long distance the right. guy with an expiration date like all those things and did so, any of them I mean obviously you're with your current boyfriend now so the guys you dated that are in the book you're not with right now but are do they all I mean did any of them end positively or they were all kind of like funny shit shows sort of thing it's more like I mean I really think that I'm the one who looks like a, a an idiot or I did something dumb like I really feel like it's more me um I'm still friends with a lot of them for sure uh but and I had finished a lot of people like no I finished the book I turned to my final manuscript 
um, Feb- uh, uh, February of 2019. So it was after the breakup. Got it. It was when I was still single and dating. I, I hadn't even met my, I, I think when, when uh, my boyfriend and I went on our like second date, Got I, it. I had shown him the manuscript okay. it was, like, done, or the galley because it was like done. Right. Um, but yeah, the book is, so the format of the book is there's the 20 stories and then there's charts and quizzes in it that go with the story. So if you're dating that type of guy, like it's kind of the tools to see if you want to make the relationship work or not. Right. And then the last page has dating advice from couples, experts that are specific to that relationship. Um, So like for the guy who got away, I actually like interviewed a private detective about like how you, how what would you do if someone like, you know, if you're trying to track someone down in your past, like what advice you have for that. Um, And then I, and then the boyfriend. So every guy I dated got to read their story and got to weigh in. And I, you know, I told them like, whatever you want to say like if you want to give your side give your side because there's two sides to every story yeah if you want to give advice to people that are dating someone like you like give advice like if you want to make a joke like we never dated sure put that in so wait that's um, so each of the guys read that like read their parts yes yeah. yeah so i interviewed i sent them well i sent the story to 19 exes um some actually didn't want to read it in yeah. which case that's how i that's how i quoted them it right. wasn't a lot um and uh, it's funny because my the guy who lied about his age, who's the guy who's older in the book. Yeah. Um. Uh. I said it to him, and he's and I quoted him as, "I wish that you wouldn't write a chapter about me, but as long as you change names and details, I'm sure you're able to do whatever you want um, creatively." And so God. that's how I quoted him. Wow. And then when the article came out in Cosmo, my editor was like, "It's fine." And then somehow the Cosmo legal team was like, "We need a statement from this guy. He needs to read this and make sure, even though names and details are right. changed." We need him to sign off on this. So send him the chapter of your book and, and have him sign off on it. So I send him the chapter and I go, hey, I, I know you said you didn't want to talk about this, but I really need you to look at this because Cosmo is asking me to. Um, if you could just look at this and let me know this is how this is the chapter from my book. Uh, if this is okay, if you want me to change anything, I'm right. more than happy to, which is what I the liberty I gave every guy I did. Okay. I, I let them say that want me to change anything or take out anything like I'm happy to do it but I need to know by end of day tomorrow and uh, did he east, east coast time and he wrote back almost immediately saying this is all fiction so it's fine by me and oh. I literally like blasted Dixie Chicks gaslighter and was like are you like that happened like I have so many and like the journalist to me is like I it's so many other sources like people I didn't make this up in my head like right. it really happened and then an hour and about like two glasses of wine later for me I got another email from him that said I am so sorry I lied to you and hurt you I hope you are doing well you deserve the best oh okay like, but it was like crazy I was like oh so it did happen and he does own up to it and, and right so got to be and so he so was, was fine like, so with you I mean it's still in the book like he was fine with that it's in the book and it's it's a, it's a cover story of the May issue of Cosmo out now with Sarah Highland on the cover so I mean I think he's fine damn <laughs> it's just like I don't know I think he's fine but it's just like so crazy that's so that it's like he have. needed like a minute to cool down like what was that first email what like, no, but like it was Fix it? Oh, so we never dated? I just made that up. Right, like, you dreamt it. <laughs> oh my God, that's what. Wait, I love that the guys weighed in, and I love that you have advice that. Oh, this book is. I can't wait to. It should be here. I know you said soon. I cannot yeah, so wait you're gonna get to read it, it soon. I think you probably missed the first round. Of yeah, you'll, you will get it soon. No, I'm so her. excited. That's so. Oh my God, I love that. I cannot wait for it to come out. So when does it officially come out? So it officially comes out on May 26th. Um, but you can pre-order it 
wherever books are sold right now. So whatever your favorite local bookstore, if they have a website, anything, um, there is a website called Bookshop, which I have on my Instagram account because they support local bookstores. And uh, I know Amazon has been delayed with their orders. Right. So if you really want to make sure you get it on the 26th, I would say to order it from there because now. they'll help your local bookstore. Right. Love that. Okay. This is great. Before we wrap up, my the last part of all yeah. my episodes is a little quick fire round, fun, random questions that um, have nothing to do with anything we were just talking about. <laughs> Some are similar. So here we go. Okay. If someone were to play you in a movie, who would it be? Uh, Shaylee Woodley, because people say I look like her. I've gotten mistaken for her once. I really can funny. totally see that. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so funny. I've said this before to people on my podcast. They'll say like, oh, so-and-so thinks I look like so-and-so. And I, I didn't see it. And then when they mention it, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, I feel bad. There's actually some teenagers who have a picture of who they think is Shaylee Woodley and then outside the arc light, but it's me. <laughs> Wait, that's hysterical and amazing. <laughs> Awesome. Sorry, guys, if you're listening. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, if, uh, if you could have drinks with anyone or dinner or brunch, whatever, with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Oh, I used to say John Mayer, but then I read the Jessica Simpson book, and now I'm not sure, so I would change it to Frank Sinatra. Ooh, Frank Sinatra. You yeah. haven't gotten that one before. I love that. Um, if there, well, not right now because it's Corona and we're not really flying places, but if there were, yeah. if it was not Corona and there was an airplane outside of your house or apartment right now, where would you have, where would you have it take you anywhere in the world? Uh, Italy. All my family is from there. I've never oh. been there, which is crazy. I'm like a hundred percent Italian, even though I never took the 23 and me. Oh yeah. But yeah. I want to, there's a lot of family roots in Calabria. So I would want cool. to go back and try to find those. That is so cool. And what three things, not people or pets, what three things would you bring? Oh, people or pets. Nah, I know. Not, um, <laughs> hmm. I, I mean, it would have to be I guess pictures, like, you know, yep. pictures of, of my family, if that's what I'm trying to track down. Yeah. Um, uh, a really good book uh, yeah. that I can read while on the plane and traveling. I don't know what that book is yet. It has yep. to be a book I haven't read read yet. So whatever that juicy book is. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and an amazing, a really well-curated playlist that would last Ooh. me to flights and traveling. And love it. That was, I love it. Um, if you, what would your last meal on earth be? Oh, so I feel like I've been eating so much now. So <laughs> right. Like, I wish you asked me this when I was like detoxing. And <laughs> you went from a detox to a pandemic. To a pandemic. I mean, I just, I, I think it would definitely be sushi because I like, I love sushi so much. And there, I know that's so basic, but there's like specific rules that I like. There's this, this is crazy, but there's a sushi place in my hometown of Connecticut yeah. that has a sushi roll that literally every time I go back, to my home I always make a stop there because it's like oh. I've never had anything like this in LA so it would definitely be a dinner there at this place wait so what can you say the restaurant or what town you're from yeah yeah oh so I, I'm from Westport Connecticut oh. and there is a restaurant called Tanga which is also like there's more than one location but there's one roll called an angel roll and I even like brought my boyfriend with me when we were there over the holidays and I'm like is this good or am I just nostalgic about it? That's so <laughs> funny. That's amazing. Okay, like, so there you go. It's, really, it's a lot of fresh fish and it's and avocado and like these sauces. It's just like, oh, I dream about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, yum. That sounds amazing. Yeah. My family yeah. actually lived in Ridgefield for a while. Not that it's right oh, no near way. Westport, but yeah, I know no, Westport well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, okay, I was okay. So if you could give advice to your younger self, what would that advice be? listen to those red flags like oh. you know if it, if it seems too good to be true it might be uh, yeah. be 
more aware and more alert. And also you don't have to settle down. Like, you know, like, like dating isn't everything. It's fun. Enjoy it. Right. Um, but you know, if he seems not that into you, don't date him for three months, like move on. And, and speaking and of, he, speaking of, he's just not that into you. This isn't really necessarily no. part of this rapid fire round, but you brought up a question I want to ask. So I, so you and I both know Lindsay Metzler. Obviously oh, we met. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, we were on each other's podcast, yada, yada. And yeah. in, I don't know if it was my podcast or hers, but we talked about, um, I think it was mine. And I was like, are you a firm believer? And he's just not that into you. Like if he's not texting you, he's not into you. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like if he's not texting, just he's not into you. Like he would make the time. I, I think what it, yeah. So I think when it comes down to it, I saw all this meme and I wish, I know it's so funny that I'm taking dating advice from a meme. And I <laughs> wish I knew who, who wrote this, but it was like, it was something. And I, maybe it was Lindsay who reposted it, yeah. but it was like, she's like, it's so simple. If, uh, if you're, if you, if you don't know if someone's into you or not, if you're confused, there's your answer right there. When yeah. someone likes you, they'll make it abundantly clear. Right. So, and I have a chapter in my book about being a guy who's not that into you. And I yeah. have advice from a couple who maybe things didn't start off like amazing, but right. developed into something great. Um, and I think, yeah, the bottom line is, is like, I, I just really think that games are kind of silly, like, especially the older you get, maybe yeah. when you're younger, someone might not be that into you right now. And that could change over time. But you do know, like you, when someone likes you, it's so obvious. I think that guessing, oh my God, are they into me? Do they like me? I think if you're in a relationship like that, like very rarely does that work out. Right. And I or, do think someone made a good point. Are you, do you know, um, or know of Jared Freed? He does dating. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Jared uh-huh. was on my podcast and I asked him the same question and I was like, what are, what is your take on it? And he had a really interesting point that I sometimes now think about. He said, they might be into you, but their way of showing it might not align with your way of wanting it. And that's up now the power, you have the power to choose if that, if you're okay with that. Like, I love that. Right. Because that's the love, the love languages yes. too. Like maybe that their love language isn't words of affirmation right. or texting you back. And like, and again, I think it comes like, you know, that you should try your best to kind of see, well, how would this look long-term, you know? Right. Like, am I okay if if this is, oh, because you can't change people. You have to accept them for who they are. Correct. So are you okay with always dating someone who might take forever to text you back? Is that, is that work for you? Right. my, and my ex is like that. And I wasn't okay with that. And I should have been honest with myself that I wasn't okay. But it's with hard. That, Sometimes you, know? you get blinded, you get stuck, but, or, or yeah. if, if you're not okay with that and you're able to communicate it and then they're able to not necessarily change, but kind of work with what you need. Great. But if not, yeah. then they're probably not into you enough and that's it. Right. That's it. <laughs> yeah, There's no, that's good. Answer. Okay. Um, I don't know how, no, I know how we got on the topic. Okay. Okay. If you were, um, or what motto or quote do you try to live by daily? The best is yet to come. Oh, I love that. <laughs> because I think it's just, it helps you, I think, because like, and also it helps you too if you ever are so happy, maybe you reach like the most, the, you can't imagine life ever being better. And I know sometimes you get like, I feel that too, like after an event, after yeah. a party, after yeah. something, like I'll, I'll feel like the come down of it. And it's kind of like a, like a happiness hangover. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, and so I think just remembering that, like, you know, you can always, like things could always be better. You could always... Like, you know, if it, and also when life is shitty, it'll get better. When right. life is really good, you can have that good again, or maybe the good will be great. Like, you know, I, I love that. that mindset. Helps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Um, and who is your, if you have one it, or, or if you don't, let's come up with one now, who's your hall pass? Like the one guy that your boyfriend would be like, okay, it's fine. Well, see, there we go. I would, again, like if I didn't read this Jessica Simpson book, I would have said John Mayer, <laughs> but that's like, and I was a long-term fan for like oh. 10 years, but. 
the way he treated her, I just don't, I wouldn't want to put myself through that. I always said, I don't want John Mayer to ruin John Mayer for me. Right. And, and he did in this he, book. Oh, so or Jessica Simpson did, you yeah. know? So no. So now you so don't, don't have think, one. So I don't have a hall pass. Okay. Okay. Hall pass. Your boyfriend might like hearing that, that you don't have a hall yes. pass. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Before we fully wrap up, where can people follow you and tell us again where we can get your book and all, all of that? Sure. I am It's Gabby Conti. So that's I-T-S-G-A-B-I-C-O-N-T-I on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, website is GabbyConti.com. It will be up and running probably by the time this is, it's like not, it's kind of under construction right okay, now. Okay, awesome. Um, and my book, uh, 20 Guys Who Date in Your 20s, that is spelled out 20. Awesome. Uh, you can get it wherever books are sold. Um, I, I'm going to plug Bookshop just because I know it supports small yeah. bookstores. And it also, yeah, and apparently there's a delay with Amazon. So, right. or wait on Amazon. Right, know. exactly. So, wherever you like to buy books. Exactly. That's so, okay. And you can order it now and it comes out on the 26th officially and it'll be. So, so order yeah. it now and then you'll have it by the time it's officially yeah. out. There you go. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Gabby. Of course. Happy to. It's so much fun. And there you have it. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Gabby. Isn't she awesome and funny and so smart? Love her. Uh, Make sure to get her book if you haven't. 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s. And I will link it in the description where to get the book, all the details. Make sure to follow Gabby. And uh, of course, you can always follow me at by Julie Lauren on all social media channels, especially Instagram. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't. Thank you as always for listening. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.